This is the Craft Seller Success Podcast from Tin Teddy. Episode number 26. Selling your designs using on-demand printing services. Welcome to the Craft Seller Success Podcast, helping craft sellers sell their crafts. Deborah Richardson from Tinteddy. Do you draw, paint, take photos or create artwork in some other way? If so, maybe you sell your creations online or at craft shows. Do you sell prints? How about mugs with your artwork on or t-shirts? How about bags or baseball caps? Selling lots of products like this can be very profitable but also very expensive to get into. Conventional printing companies may well have minimum order figures, which are rather high. If you have to buy 100 baseball caps up front and store them, this will be a big sum to invest in a product that you aren't really sure will ever actually sell. Over the last few years, more and more artists and designers have been looking into and embracing print-on-demand services, to help them sell their artwork on different products. What is print-on-demand? As the name suggests, with print-on-demand, an individual item is created only when someone has already bought it. There is no need to create large amounts of stock up front, and therefore no big risks. The print-on-demand company will handle the order for you. You market your products, and when someone buys, the order is sent to the on-demand company. They then print your design onto a blank product, package it up and post it directly to your customer. There are many benefits and a few downsides to this service, which I'll be discussing later in the podcast. If you sell or want to sell artwork of any type, and even if you don't, On-demand print services may have something really useful to offer your craft business. What you need. Number one, to choose an on-demand service. Because new print-on-demand services keep springing up and inevitably some close down, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on the different ones out there. I will talk more about how to choose a service in a minute. Your chosen service will need to work with the next requirement on the list, which is 2. A platform to sell from. There are a few of the older forms of print-on-demand service that will provide you with a place to sell your products. For the majority of services, you will need to provide a shop front yourself. Many print-on-demand services can now work with marketplace sites like Etsy or Amazon Handmade making it very easy to get your new shop up and running. You can also incorporate print-on-demand items into a shop built using a service such as Shopify, and this is a very popular way to go about it. And you can sell your print-on-demand items via a standalone website that you or someone else has built especially for the purpose. You may have a particular selling solution in mind already. If not, look into the various print-on-demand companies and see which platforms and selling services each works with. 
If you find one that offers exactly the products you want to sell, then you can look into using a selling solution that works with that provider. For more on ways to sell your craft products online, check out episode three, Ways to Sell Your Crafts Online. Number three, your artwork, because this is what you intend to put on the items for sale. You will need high resolution images and they will need to conform to the standards required for the on-demand service and products you intend to use. It'll help to have a little knowledge of basic image editing to be sure your artwork is optimised. Most graphics programmes or online image editing services will work for this. Remember that you must have copyright for any images you are going to use on items for sale. If you did not create the image, be sure you have permission from the owner to use it or that the image is definitely in the public domain. If the image includes any trademark characters, brands or logos, such as characters from a movie or TV show, etc., then you will need permission from the trademark owner before you can use that image, even if you have drawn this version of the character yourself. Never ever grab images off the internet to use willy-nilly. Whilst many people do this, thinking it's okay, most images that are online belong to someone. Many more include trademarks. Using these images could be illegal. Why risk your business like this when you don't need to? Ideally, use your own artwork for your on-demand products. You won't be competing with other people trying to sell the same thing that way. Number four, an idea of your target market. Just as with any new business or new product range for an existing business, you need to consider your target market. Who will want your products? How will you reach those people to tell them you exist? How will your new products fit with an existing craft selling business if you have one? There are many, many people using on-demand services to create products. What will make your products stand out from the crowd? If you can't really answer this question, you may need to rethink your strategy a bit before starting. Number five, a marketing plan. You will need to tell the world about your products for sale. Just because you've set up a shop full of great, exciting products doesn't mean that you'll get people to come buy them. As with any craft selling business, you must think about how you're going to market your items. Luckily, marketing is a subject that is mentioned in many episodes of the Craft Seller Success podcast and will be in many future ones too. Choosing an on-demand service. When considering an on-demand service, there are many things you'll need to look into and think about in light of your particular niche and business model. What business model do they use? There are basically two types of business model that on-demand printing services use. Each has its own pros and cons, so it's very important that you know up front which is used by the service you are considering. Number one, customers pay the printer, who then pays you. This model has been around for the longest and is used by companies such as Zazzle. You create an account and upload the designs you want to be on products for sale. You then create a shop area on the printer's website and pick which products you want to sell. 
you can usually pick the price point that the customer will pay, which must be higher than a specific minimum price. This dictates your profit for each sale. When a customer buys, they pay the on-demand service directly. The on-demand service make and send out the product and then pay you your profit. You may have to wait until you have a certain amount of these profits to build up before you can actually get it. Because the products are for sale on the printer's website rather than your own, this system has more limitations than some newer ones. In general, the base product prices are rather high, meaning it's hard to add more to make a decent profit margin. If you want to try selling your artwork on various products but don't want to set up or run a shop yourself, this may be a great option for you. Number two, customers pay you and you pay the printer. This appears to be the standard for the newer systems, such as those used by Printful, Printify, Kitely and many more. Here you create an account and upload your designs as before. You decide what products you want to sell and create mock-up pictures of them. You then display the products on your own website. Uh, this may be a marketplace site such as Etsy or via a plug-in or add-on for a standalone site via Shopify, WordPress and other website services. When a customer buys an item, they pay you the full asking price. The order is forwarded to the print-on-demand company who print package and post the product out to your customer. You will then be billed for their part of the purchase price. As before, you get to choose the selling price, which of course must be higher than the base price that the on-demand company requires for the unprinted product and their services. Here you have a lot more control over how your products are sold and marketed. You may need to do more marketing to get found though. You will need to manage your finances so you can pay the on-demand services bill when it's due. They may require it right away or once a month. The profit margins on individual products tend to be higher on this form of print-on-demand than the previous ones. What products do they offer? This is probably going to be one of the biggest selling points for whichever on-demand service you choose. You will want products that will appeal to the target market for your designs. The available ranges of products seems to be growing all the time. Many of the on-demand services offer mugs, perhaps in more than one size, t-shirts, mouse mats, posters, baseball caps and phone cases. Other items they may have could include cushion or pillow covers, hoodies, pants and other clothing, towels, stationery such as notebooks, various types of bags, jewellery and even pet products such as food bowls. These blank items are often called white label goods. As each on-demand service will have a different catalogue of products, you will need to consider carefully which items your artwork will best suit. Product quality. As with all products, Quality can vary with on-demand services. Many use branded products such as Fruit of the Loom t-shirts, etc., which could be a selling point for you. You'll need to decide whether your target market will want cheap and cheerful or a high quality but at a higher price point. Prices. 
can you make a profit? It's really important that you clearly understand the profit margins on the various products on offer. For most on-demand services, you'll basically be paying a set price for each item, its printing and packaging, etc. You then set a selling price which is higher than this, and this dictates your profit margin. You will also need to take into account what other people are selling similar products for, especially if you intend to sell on a marketplace like Etsy, where visitors can easily compare your products to those of others. There is clearly a limit to what someone will pay for a mug, no matter what's printed on it. You may find it much harder to get a high price for a simple text slogan compared to complex artwork. Being in a niche market may also affect the prices you can charge and so on. Be sure to do a bit of research first before choosing the on-demand service and products you'll be selling. Where do they ship from and to? Some of the on-demand services have multiple production facilities, allowing them to create and ship your products more economically and quicker to customers from around the world. If you want to trade internationally, this can be a huge boon, so something to check on when deciding which service to use. Creation and shipping times. I'd recommend checking how long the on-demand company needs to make your customers new product and send it out to them. This is information you'll need to pass on to potential customers. In today's competitive world of online selling, fast production and shipping times can make or break a sale. Reviews and reliability. Check out reviews for the on-demand services you're considering. There may be reviews on their own sites, but you can also just search for the name of the service and the word review to find the ones that are on blogs, etc. With so many people using these services, you're bound to find a few reviews. If you're planning on selling through Etsy or a similar marketplace, or via a service like Shopify, be sure to check their forums. There may well be threads talking about the on-demand service you're planning to use. You could also start a new thread asking for other sellers' experiences. Customer service. You'll want to know that the on-demand service you choose will help you if you need help and offer a good level of customer service. Look hard at their website and this can tell you a lot. Do they explain everything clearly? Do they have FAQs, a learning centre, videos or other tools to help ensure that you know how their system works? Is it easy to find out how to contact them? Because setting up a shop using an on-demand service does require some knowledge of how the system works, and it's somewhat different for each company, of course, it's good to know that the information is available to help you do so. If you have any concerns, you might want to drop them an email, asking a question about some aspect of the service. This way you'll get an idea of how quickly they respond, how polite and friendly they are, and so on. Taxes or VAT that may affect you. If you're going to be using an on-demand service that is located in a different country to your own, or your customers will be receiving their products from printing facilities that are overseas, you may be subject to some VAT or other tax laws that you're not familiar with. I'll talk more about this in a few minutes. Do they work with the selling platform you wish to use? you will need to use a selling platform or a service that's compatible with the on-demand service you're choosing. Some have simple setups that let you link the two together. 
Some will require the installation of a plug-in or add-on. Others will need a slightly more complex solution. Make sure you know what is required and have whatever you need to implement it. The pros of on-demand services. There are good reasons why so many craft sellers are looking at using on-demand services to create and provide products for their shops. Here are some of the pros of using such a service. A very low upfront investment. Because the products are made to order, you may be able to set up a well-stocked shop for next to nothing using on-demand services. This is, of course, one of the biggest benefits of choosing this route. You will only pay the on-demand service anything once a product actually sells. If you don't sell, you don't pay. You also do not have the risk of buying lots of stock in advance, only to then not sell it. As it can be very tricky to know which lines will be successful or to gauge how trends can grow and die, it can similarly be very hard to know how much stock you need of any given product at a time. On-demand services take all that away from you and free you from the financial risks that were once a huge part of retail. There's no need to store stock. Again, as the products are only made when actually required, there are no stockpiles and you can offer many different products or a wide range of colours and sizes without the usual issues of having to hold relatively large amounts of stock. This is particularly handy for products such as t-shirts. If you wanted to offer a shirt in, say, three male and three female sizes, plus a child size, and in five different background colours, that is 35 variations. Imagine having to keep a few of each of these in stock at all times in case an order came in. Plus, what if these t-shirts are great for hem parties, so people always want to buy ten or more at a time? And that is just one design of t-shirt. You may well want to have 10, 20 or more designs in your shop. With print-on-demand services, offering lots of product lines and lots of variations is easy to do without needing to rent a warehouse. They handle the shipping. Once an order is placed, the on-demand service makes and then ships the item direct to your customer. You will not need to buy and store shipping supplies to package things up, to buy shipping labels or to go to the post office. I know that many craft sellers find the whole shipping process the least fun part of selling crafts online. With an on-demand service, it's out of your hands. The sales system may be totally automated. For most on-demand services, all or most of the sales process is automated and you don't need to do anything. You list your items in your shop, Customers buy, you watch the money coming in. With some services, you may need to pay a bill once in a while and, of course, handle some customer service issues if and when they arrive. But most of the time, you'll be free to work on new products. On-demand services really do offer the closest to passive income you can probably get as a craft seller. Let me just add, though, you will still be responsible for marketing your products. If you have very exciting designs and excellent SEO, then you may not need to do anything else. But for most craft sellers, you'll probably need to be doing some active marketing on a regular basis to actually get customers into your shop. Once they are there, well, that's when the magic of on-demand kicks in. 
you can offer a wide range of products. Because you don't need to store the stock yourself and because you don't need to commit to creating large numbers of, or indeed any, examples of a particular product, you can offer a wide range to your customers. So, if you have a piece of artwork that you sell on bags and phone cases, it's easy to add more product types with the same artwork on with no worry that they might not sell after all. You won't be stuck with unsold stock. You can try new lines with little risk. This is ideal if you're not sure of your market for a particular product. Setting it up for sale is not going to take very long. And if it sells, hurrah! But if it doesn't, you haven't lost much more than a little bit of time. Compared with having the significant financial risk of creating traditional big runs of stock, this is a serious plus of the print-on-demand model. You can offer localised shipping around the world. If you live in, say, the UK, shipping your products to the USA means high shipping charges for your customers. But with many print-on-demand services having multiple production facilities, you can take advantage of your products being created nearer to your customer. Your customer can pay less shipping and get their product quicker. Localised shipping can also help with customs and taxes. A customer based in the EU, for example, will have to pay VAT on many orders coming in from the United States and other EU countries. If, however, the products are coming from an EU-based production facility, they don't have to worry about this extra charge and this can be a big boon and selling point for you. It's quick to set up and stock your shop. Once you have sorted a workflow for preparing and uploading your artwork to the print-on-demand service, you'll find it quick and easy to create new products. Whilst you will still need to write good, SEO-rich, enticing copy to describe your products, you should be able to stock a new shop quite quickly. With your print-on-demand service and shop connected, a lot of things are automatic. Most on-demand services provide mock-up creation systems. Because your products are not going to be created until someone orders them, and then they are sent directly to the customer, you may not have an opportunity to take photos of every item for sale. Most on-demand services have some system for creating mock-up pictures, which you then use to show your customers what they'll be getting. You can also create your own mock-ups in graphics software and doing so will give you more variety in your pictures. As you'll need to order some of your products before selling for quality control, you can use those samples for additional pictures too. They'll also come in handy for taking lifestyle type pictures for social media and other marketing purposes. You can easily try adding additional products to existing art shops. Print on demand services can be a real boon to anyone with an existing shop selling prints or original artwork. You'll be able to try a range of different products, perhaps at various price points. People seem to like prints of your animal watercolours, so would they also like the images on mugs? Perhaps they'd make very classy phone cases. Or how about tiny versions as an all-over design for a very unique dress? You can also create marketing products. You can also use on-demand services to print products for your marketing, 
so you could, for example, have some cotton bags printed with your brand logo on them to give to people who attend the workshops you do. Or you could have a mug printed as a prize for a competition on your blog. One-off products. As there is so little upfront risk or commitment with on-demand services, you can also use them to create one-off products. This may not be possible with conventional printing services, who will usually have a minimum order limit. The cons of on-demand services. Of course, there are potential problems with using on-demand services too. It's very important that you are aware of them and have considered them before signing up to use such a service. So let's have a look at some of the issues that might affect you and your craft business. Lower profit margins. Having your products made by a print-on-demand service is going to be more expensive per unit than having them printed in bulk in the traditional way. As well as the convenience of printing individual items at a time, you're also going to be paying for the fact that the print-on-demand service is handling the order, packaging and shipping it to your customer. Don't forget that your profit margins will also need to cover the costs of your website or marketplace site, marketing, taxes and so on. If you'd like more information on setting prices and working out profit margins, check out episode 11, Craft Prices, Setting a Product Price for Craft Sellers. You are also getting the convenience of not needing to use your precious time for making products, packaging or posting them. If you find you are selling very large numbers of a particular product, you may want to consider having a batch of them printed by another company and shipping them yourself, as this could give you a considerably bigger profit margin for that product. You may have problems with returns. Be sure you know what the on-demand services policy is for returns. If the product arrives broken at your customer's home, what should the customer do? Return it to you or to the on-demand service? Be sure you have explained the process to your customers up front. You should also know what their policy is for missing parcels and if the product is faulty. Usually they'll accept responsibility and sort these sort of products out with the customers themselves. The biggest problems can be with change of mind returns or what are called buyer's remorse. If you are in the EU or selling to the EU, then you must comply with EU law, which means that customers must be allowed to return an item for any reason. Custom items are an exception to this, but you are probably not selling custom items using an on-demand system. If your customer is buying directly from a listing or choosing from a drop-down menu, this is not custom. Therefore, the rules about allowing returns holds. And here's where it can get a bit confusing. When you pay your on-demand service for their printing and shipping the products, you are buying custom items. They made the items to your specific designs. Therefore, they do not have to allow you or your customer to return these items. If you are in a country where it's legal to do so, you may simply have a policy in your shop that you do not allow returns unless there's an actual problem with the product. EU sellers will need to accept that they may get some returns and lose money on those sales. However, they may be able to resell the returned items directly in some way or keep them to give as gifts, competition prizes or free gifts. Bear in mind that most sellers will get very few such returns 
as long as they have described the products accurately. The biggest issue will probably be selling clothing, such as t-shirts. Obviously, people may buy the wrong size, even if you provide accurate measurements and fitting charts. It's pretty inevitable that you will get people buy t-shirts that don't fit. Saying no returns on these items may put people off buying in the first place, and if your competitors offer returns, you may find you lose sales to them. So you'll need to really think hard about this and how you're going to handle it, so that you're following the law, keeping your customers happy, not losing money, and keeping up with your competitors and their return policies. Buying from overseas may have tax implications. Although your customers are buying from you, you are buying from the on-demand service too. You are paying them for the materials, printing and shipping costs. You may pay for this when a customer purchases or via a consolidated bill once a month or so. If the on-demand service has a printing facility in a different country to yourself, you may find you have to pay some sort of VAT or other tax on these purchases. You need to be aware of this and adjust your prices to take it into account. Some USA printing facilities are in states that require sellers to collect state taxes. For some on-demand services, this tax collection will be your responsibility if a resident of the state buys from your shop. Again, this is something that you'll need to learn about before you start. All the established on-demand services give full details of these tax implications on their websites. And if you're unsure, you can always ask them about it. You'll not be the only person it affects, so the information should be easily provided. Lots of other people are offering similar products to yourself. Because print-on-demand-based shops are so quick, easy and low cost to set up, there are, of course, many, many people doing it. Once the option to add print-on-demand services to an Etsy shop was launched, for example, thousands of t-shirt, mug and phone case shops were soon opened. If you're planning a t-shirt shop, what is going to be special about it? How will you stand out from the vast crowd? The more original and exciting your designs, the better. It's very quick and easy to slap some text saying a pithy saying onto a mug. But if there are already dozens of shops selling the same saying on mugs, what's going to convince someone that they should buy yours? As with any new business, check out the competition before committing yourself and be sure you know how you are going to stand out and compete. Quality control. It's very important that you have a few samples made and sent to yourself before offering them for sale to your customers. Whilst reviews and other sellers' experiences will give you some idea of the quality of the products on offer, it's still worth knowing personally what your customer will actually receive. For most craft sellers, it'll be cost prohibitive to get a sample of every single product, but I would strongly recommend you get at least one of each type of product you intend to offer. So one t-shirt, one bag, one phone case and so on. Check that the printing is a high standard. Check that the white label item itself is well made. You'll also be able to see how well the parcel was packed and what your branding looks like on it if that's offered by the on-demand service you're using. I know a few craft sellers who get regular samples from their on-demand supplier. They use them for photography and as prizes for Instagram and Facebook competitions. 
having regular samples mean they can be confident that their customers are going to be delighted with their new purchases. Getting samples for your photos, etc. As I've just said, you'll need samples for quality control, but they can also be used for photos. Having real photos of actual finished products is a great selling point. I've seen so many online shops selling t-shirts, for example, where all the pictures are clearly mock-ups. But having had a bad experience in the past, I want to be sure that the actual printing is sharp and looks good. If the shop does not have any real photos, I won't buy from them. So get a sample t-shirt or two, photograph the printing, especially the edge of the printing, and use this close-up as one of your product photos, with text over it saying, example of print quality, if the image is not the same as the one on the item being sold in this listing. You can also take pictures of the products being used to enhance your shop, market your products on your blog or post on social media. Ask a friend to pose wearing your bag over their shoulder. Take a few snaps of their putting everyday items in and out of it. Hang it on the back of an attractive chair and take another snap and so on. These are called lifestyle shots, photos that show the product being used and in attractive surroundings. The sample products can earn their costs still further, of course. You could sell them directly, perhaps in a bargain section of your shop, or put them on your next craft stall. You could give them away as prizes for competitions on your blog or social media. You could give one to a particularly good customer as a thank you for all their purchases, perhaps on their birthday or at Christmas time. You could send one as an example of your products to an influencer or blogger who you would like to work with. You can keep them to give as presents at Christmas, or for birthdays, etc. Or, of course, you may want to keep and use some yourself. Excuse me whilst I just have a sip from my tea, which just happens to be in a mug that features one of my Hula Hula Girl clip art images. Using mock-ups can be off-putting. Most craft sellers who are using on-demand services will rely on mock-up images for most of their product photos. Whilst modern mock-ups are usually very realistic and a good representation of the actual product, having a shop full of near-identical images can look very fake. Plus, your visitors may have seen the same mock-ups used in many other shops, making your products look less special and unique. Nowadays, some of the print-on-demand services are offering multiple mock-ups so you can mix it up a bit more. They may also have photos of blank products that you can use to create your own mock-ups. Stock photo and graphic supply sites may have images of blank products that match the ones you'll be selling. You could also get blank products from the on-demand service yourself and create your own mock-ups for future designs. If you're going to be concentrating on one type of product, for example, you'll only be selling mugs, then this could be well worth the investment. If you have the necessary skills to make good mock-ups yourself. Please note that I said good mock-ups there. Bad mock-ups could seriously damage a business. If you're not confident that you can make convincing mock-ups, don't. Some print-on-demand companies now offer a service where they'll take good photos of your products as and when they make them and send the shots to you. And this may well be worth considering if available. It can be hard to sell on-demand in the same shop as other items. It is usually much easier to have an online shop 
that is dedicated to on-demand products from one supplier, rather than trying to sell some on-demand items and some items that you will produce and ship yourself. But it's not impossible, of course, just something that you may need to think about. Will your customers understand that part of their order will come from one place and part from another at different times? Will the customer be able to check out for both types of item at the same time, or does it need to be handled separately? You may find that it's impossible to connect to two different on-demand services at the same time. If you're going to use more than one, you'll need to explain to your customers that some items need to be returned to one source, some to another, and so on. Shipping can be complex for multiple items. Even if you're using just one on-demand service throughout your online craft shop, you may find that there can be complexities with shipping multiple items overseas. The on-demand service may, for example, offer localised shipping for mugs, but not for t-shirts. So if your customer buys one of each, their mug will be shipped from their own company, but they'll need to wait longer whilst the t-shirt comes from overseas. If this is the case, consider whether you want to offer products that are not easily available to all the customers you sell to or how you will explain the situation to your customers if they buy products that come from different locations. Limited customization. You will, of course, be limited to the customization options offered by the on-demand service for each particular product type. And sometimes this may be a bit limiting. For example, I was a bit annoyed that when I had mugs printed with my artwork on them, I was not able to add the Tin Teddy brand name to the underside of the mug, something that one would usually do when selling mugs. You will have to work with the options available. So if your on-demand service will print your design onto a dress, but the pattern will have to run up and down the sleeves, the same as the main dress, then that's what you have to go with. The fact you think that the pattern would look much better running horizontally on the sleeves will not come into it. Limited branding opportunities. Just as I was unable to brand the underside of my mugs, you may well not be able to add your brand name to t-shirt labels and other products. Some on-demand services do, however, offer some branding options. You may be able to have a customised sticker added to products or a hang tag of your own design, but usually for a fee. Be sure to work out how adding this would affect your prices and profit margins, though. Many on-demand services do allow you to create a customised branded receipt or packing label to go in with the products and offer a customised shipping label for the outside of the parcel too. You may also be able to include a flyer or other marketing material, again for an extra cost. As this is something that would be very economical and easy to do when shipping yourself, not being able to do so or having to pay for the privilege might be a problem for your business model. Some hints for success. Here are a few hints and tips for running a successful print-on-demand shop. Always order samples. Here are four good reasons why I say this. 1. You need to know that the products you will be selling are well made and of a level of quality that you feel is right for their price points. 2. You will need a few products on hand for taking pictures for marketing purposes. 3. 
you'll be able to see the buying experience that your customers will have. And four, you can use the products for promotions, competition prices, gifts and more afterwards. Sell in a niche. You may well find it much easier to get sales if you are offering products for a particular niche rather than trying to compete with people who are selling very similar items to you. More mugs and t-shirts with jokes about needing coffee in the morning, why you are a unicorn or offering motivational advice may be a struggle to sell when there are so many shops already offering these products. But open a shop selling products that feature your own quality, photos of your beagle dogs and only beagle related stuff, market it to beagle fans and establish yourself as the one-stop shop for all things beagle and you could be onto a winner. Marketing is going to be a must. There are really only a few ways for your items to get found by the world at large. One, SEO, search engine optimization, a subject I've mentioned in probably nearly every podcast episode so far and will do again and again. Learn how to optimise your shop and listings so that search engines can find you and you will increase your chances of being found and selling. Number two, direct marketing. You telling people your products exist. This might be by paid adverts, handing out business cards, blogging about your products, posting stuff on social media and so on. Most craft sellers need to do some of this to get found. Three, indirect marketing, a popular modern marketing method. This involves your establishing yourself as an expert in your niche or getting your brand presence known so that people trust you and buy from you. Most craft sellers do some indirect marketing of some sort, and I'll talk much more about marketing in future podcasts. Your own pictures may work better than just using mock-ups. As I mentioned earlier, many people can have issues with seeing mock-ups in a shop. Add your own photos, or even get a professional to take some for you if you want, and you may find you are much better at competing. Work on establishing trust. Because your visitors may have seen other on-demand based shops and maybe had a bad experience with them, it can be a little harder to reassure them than for some other business models. Be sure you are following the laws of your country and or state. Don't sell products that infringe anyone else's copyrights or trademarks. Be transparent about how your business operates so that your visitors know exactly what to expect. Be patient. And remember that it can take a while to build up any business. Keep working on marketing and getting your brand out there. Be sure to tell your customers where their products are coming from. Your customers may assume that you are providing the products yourself. If your supplier is in another country to yourself or your customers, they may be surprised. Warn them if there is a possibility of import fees and remind them that these are their responsibility, not yours. A handy hint, when telling your potential customers that your products are printed by someone else, you can use words like professionally printed to turn this into a strong selling point. Be sure to spell out how returns will be handled. If you want customers to return damaged or faulty products directly to the on-demand service rather than to you, be sure you explain this clearly. Will they need to send change of mind returns to you. If sending from overseas, 
will they need to mark the package as a returned product so you don't get hit with VAT or other import taxes? Think carefully about these sorts of potential confusions and ensure they're covered in your terms of service and FAQs. If you're planning on creating a shop, selling on-demand products, adding such products to an existing business, or if you already are using an on-demand service to create your craft products, I wish you the best of luck and good sales. I'd love to hear about your experiences of using on-demand services in your craft shop. Please leave your comments on the show notes on the Tim Teddy blog. If there's a subject you'd like me to cover in future episodes of the podcast, please do let me know. As usual, there is a full transcript of this episode on the Tin Teddy blog. The next episode of the Craft Seller Success podcast is called Planning for Emergencies for Craft Sellers. It'll be out on the 16th of April 2019. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the Craft Seller Success podcast. Check out www.tinteddy.com for more craft seller resources. Until next time, bye. The Craft Seller Success Podcast from Tin Teddy, featuring Deborah Richardson. Original music by Matthew French.